0: Support the Amigos Podcast and keep the Amiga goodness flowing for just a dollar a month. Visit our page at patreon.com slash amigospodcast.
1: Amiga, the first personal computer that gives you a creative edge.
0: everybody welcome to amigos i'm john and i'm aaron and today we're going to be talking about an awesome game we're talking about two awesome games it's a public domain nation this is public domainia three yes it's a
2: bigger better better
0: we're talking about the adventures of quick and silva mm. and alien fish finger Woo-hoo. creepy yeah creepy but before we get into all that aaron this week has been a crazy week for the amigos because we found out that next week, we're going to New York City! So... It is crazy. Uh, you know, way back last last winter, I was talking to uh, Amiga Bill, our buddy, Bill Winters, and he said, you guys ought to come up for a WAG meeting, a Westchester Amiga user yeah. group meeting. He's
2: mentioned that to me a few times on his live stream. Yeah. Bill, by the way, is the fine folk from uh, the Guru Meditation.
0: Yeah. And, and so... Um, I got into contact with him and I said, hey, when would be a good time for us to come up? And he said, uh, late late June or early July would be great. And mm-hmm. so I said, okay, cool. Well, June 29th is the the, the day, the weekend that I, I can come up. And Bill was like, cool, let me check it out. And he's like, well, we can't do a WOG meeting then. but You should, guys should definitely still come up. And so I said, all right. And then I asked Aaron and Aaron said, no way. Mm-mm. I hate mm-hmm. New York. Mm-hmm. I'm never going there. Mm-mm. But I twisted his arm. Mm-hmm. I gave him the old figure four and the camel clutch simultaneously. He guilt tripped me. And then, he, and then he submitted. So, uh, next Friday, Aaron and I will be headed up to the eight hour drive, eight and change hour drive up to New York. Uh, and uh, we'll be chatting with Amiga Bill we're gonna do our show live from his place next week we're gonna do probably a special Amigo stream and then we're going straight downtown uptown I'm not really sure
2: I'm talking downtown
0: yes I don't know to the barcade Bill knows a great barcade in New York City so we'll probably go there Mm. and then it's just right on to the clubs I mean, not a weekend goes by when we're not involved in some sort of a foamy bath party at, at our local clubs here in Hurricane West Virginia. Uh, so I imagine the clubs in New York might be a little tamer, but we'll be able to overcome.
2: What's creepy about the local bath parties is the fact that we're usually the only people there. That's true. In it's our awesome. underpants. Yeah. And we just have soap.
0: And everyone else just stares at us. And they walk out. And it's in my bathroom. That's true. That's true. So, I uh, look forward to next week's episode. It may be the last. Yeah, coming to you live from New York. Oh, God. <laughs>
2: Please pray for me. Whatever religion, I don't
1: care.
0: <laughs> All right, Aaron. This, this has been one of the busier weeks in the history of uh, both EverythingAmiga.com and the Amigos Retro Gaming YouTube channel. You want to give us the rundown? The numbers, boats, speak for themselves.
2: It's off the charts, mm. it's unbelievable. We're getting a lot of action. Everyone's contributing. It's a glorious time uh, in in the land of the Amigos and uh, the uh, Amiga in general. So let's start off like I always like to with our good buddy. You know him, you love him. The Dreamcatcher. Now, the Dreamcatcher has a couple articles up. Actually, he's literally, as I've came home, posted the third, which we'll cover that one next week. So the first one I want to cover here is entitled Don't Copy That Floppy, Steal It and Say It. Wow. Hey, sounds like a plan. Uh, And and this particular... uh, uh article was about a game that was released a pd game uh, coincidentally called top secret mm. uh, i like his opening line according to amiga power top secret is the most is the best pd game ever that's pretty high praise they said so on the cover of ap17 uh but they were also distributing the game so <laughs> it's, there's also that and it's it's a ripoff and you may have checked this out uh uh boat this game is a, uh, a a tribute, homage, if you will, to uh, Rodland. One of our favorite titles. Yeah, and so and this and uh, it looks pretty good, to be honest with you. This looks like a pretty good game, and actually, DK did not murder it. He 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 actually gave it some props, mm-hmm. some props, if you will. So that's a good one to check out. Now the other uh, the other article he wrote, the power of oneness. This is a article and this is a deep look, Boat, at Akira the game. Now we all know that Akira spawned several god-awful games including the uh, hideous embarrassing uh, cd32 title but uh, DK goes more into the film itself mm-hmm. and uh, the film I don't know if you have you ever seen akira never it's not seen really akira. your cup of tea never watch this see,
0: I, you should never see this I've, I've heard that it is not for me
2: but uh, if you I remember when the, the comics were out this is based on a comic series and uh, um, the when this game came out, it was uh, everyone in my circle freaked out. It was a big deal. We were all into anime, and this was a time where a lot of the stuff you were getting was still in Japanese. This is mm-hmm. before it really had caught in here because I'm old, and I remember watching uh, old old uh, Japanese. Like I used to watch all kinds of stuff from Japan that people had taped off the television and they tape traded over, including the Dirty Pair and Space Giants and some other stuff. And but Akira came over and they actually. Was I mean? It was a straight up movie with awesome animation. It was it was a good looking film for the time. So that
0: actually it came it had a United States release. It was,
2: it, it was dubbed. Mm-hmm. So which was not everything was. They spent I think I believe he says that this is a nine dollar budget when it came out, which is, that was a hefty sum of money for an animated film. Uh, and this movie uh, b- literally blew my mind in a bad way. Like mm. I couldn't watch it again for a long time. It was it's a very disturbing film. And one of the things he mentioned here, which is true, there are two guys that are named Tetsuo and uh, Kanata, and they scream their names in this over and over. He did a calculation that they their names get screamed every 52 seconds. Oh my gosh. Which is, that sounds about right. It's a hat. They just say, it's. I'm not gonna go with the plot, but it's disturbing Japanese post-apocalyptic nightmare material. It is. This movie is nightmare fuel. And not so for I, me. So I guess it's only appropriate that the the game that came with it for the Amiga was also Nightmare. <laughs> people, it was a different sort of nightmare. Uh, but this is an excellent article. I really enjoyed this, and it it uh, took me back to uh, a very disturbing time in my life. And then when you see what they did with this movie, this movie should never have had a game produced out of it because it's not that kind of movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not like that at all. And so they. It, it, to make a game out of it is almost, uh, it makes it dopier. And the game is real dopey. It's where you just take certain elements that were in the movie and just sort of make them a shooter. Mm-hmm. You know, or a platformer. It's that kind of thing. Garbage. Hot garbage. But anyway, it's a good article. I highly recommend this one as well, Bozhan. Cool.
0: What's new on YouTube, Aaron?
2: Um, oh, God, so much. You're to bring it up there? Yeah. There's a ton of, God, we we'd had a lot of videos. i scroll. keep on scrolling down. So, right out of the gate, uh, our good buddy, the Pix, he went. Where did he go, Boat? Tell everybody. He went
0: to Retro Revival. Yes,
2: he did. Down in Bristol. That's I don't know right. if it, is it in Bristol. I don't know where it was. Okay. To be honest with you. Uh, and for just to start, just out of the gate, he did a, a, a great like introductory video on just where he walks around. Walsall
0: in he, the West Midlands. He
2: walks around the the um, the festival. The and it's. And and it's that in itself is awesome. Mm-hmm. i watched this video two or three times.
0: I was very impressed with the amount of the the uh, the arcade games that were there, and yeah. the sort of obscure nature. There were a lot of games I just never seen before.
2: Well, they, I was impressed just in general. It looks like a big setup. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of good stuff for sale. I mean, you, again, you, you I, in my mind for some reason I always think that Europe is underserved. but it, it never occurs to me that they've actually got at least. As much as we've got, if not more, because they've got the connection to Japan and everything else.
0: I'd say they were equally. Served. And so
2: you've got all kinds of crazy, wacky items that we would never see. No. If I was over here and I had any sort of money, how'd I get that? I'd have to ship this stuff home. I because mm-hmm. I'd be I'd be out of my, out of my mind. So this is a great video uh, that he uh, sent up, and then on top of that, Pixels included uh, several of the talks that were at the show, uh, including. Uh, so you've got here uh, the fellows from that did Sensible Soccer uh, in, in a talk. And you've got, what were some of the other ones there, boats. So, zoom in Let's see the other
0: ones. I, 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 there, I want to watch that one. There's I, a Bullfrog ep- yeah. uh, video here um, behind the scenes with Glenn Corpse, Sean Cooper, and Alex Trowers. Um, that is a, a real cool. And let me tell you something. This is this is. I'm just going to be honest with you. These are of much higher quality than the uh, videos that I made at Amiga Ireland. I was sort of on a shoestring at Amiga Ireland because I was, I was limited by the amount of equipment I could take with me. And also I'm a horrible person. Well, also that was Pixels. dark. Yeah. This pic- is all nice. And yeah. Lit up. This, these are, I mean, these could be released on DVD at a later point. Sure.
2: Um, he did a great job in, mean, you could hear everything that they say. Like so yeah. I haven't gotten to the bullfrog yet, but I'm definitely going to watch that one because I like bullfrog a lot.
0: And then, and finally he's got an interview with, uh, some people that we talked to on the show before the Oliver twins, uh, this is uh this is a talk they did on how they created the Dizzy game. So there were some real heavy hitters at this place.
2: You know, I watched well as we move on to get to one something else there, I'll that sort of dovetails us, I watched you Play, do your Spectrum stream this week, and I saw you playing their skiing game.
0: Yeah, yeah, that looked pretty good. I so was, so that. we had we had a pretty fun time um, with the uh, with the Spectrum uh, this past week. The real uh, Spectrum. Yeah, this back. is this is the real 48k Spectrum. Uh, we played some RoboCop. We played some a uh, professional ski simulator. That looked. That looked. How was that? Um, it looked great. I was real impressed with the way the I'll tell you, the, 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 it plays fine. The the Achilles heel of this game is that you have to play two-player. And so you can play against the computer, but once the computer leaves the screen and you're left behind, it's over. So you, what what you've got to do is you've got to set up a two-player game and just play one player. That's wacky. Yeah. That's wacky right yeah. there.
2: Anyway, it looked... I mean, it, from... Look visually, it looked really neat. I, I'd say. I and then a, we couldn't we couldn't go away without playing
0: Old Mummy. Yeah, and this one not didn't look as neat. This one, I guess, was a, a Sinclair 16K uh, uh, Spectrum game, and and it shows. Yeah,
2: well, I mean, yeah, the name the was, name sells it though. <laughs> hey, <laughs> mummies are big. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah they were I, big in
0: the 80s <clears throat> in England.
2: So. That's a good stream. I, I suggest you watch it when you get. It's good to see the, the original Spectrum back in action. I'll scroll yeah. back down here a little bit but I okay. see where I'm at. So, um, we also I'll go ahead and pitch. Me and the Brent uh, did a did a uh, uh, a new ARG this week, and we did N64 uh, uh, games, uh, and Brent picked a real title which was stunning. We did this week. We covered. Uh, 007 goldeneye and we did i did beetle adventure racing which is a, i don't know if you ever played that but it's a pretty fun game uh boaster if you haven't played that one and uh this week's episode should be fun too so that's what we did on arg now let's get back to uh, our videos we posted boat there's a few more here i want to talk about um good lord this off the charts time um we we've also had a scroll up a little bit there boat the let's talk about the bit boy uh, this has gotten a lot of... We've actually generated quite a bit of traffic. What, you want to talk with this a little bit, Boaster?
0: So, Chris Folds. Chris Folds got Fold. a new uh, handheld system called the BitBoy. This is one of these direct from China deals. Emulation um, handheld, yes. Yeah. And uh, he does a full unboxing. He talks about the accessories that come with it. Uh, and then he does some gameplay, some various uh, emulators. This thing comes uh, packed and stacked with uh, all your favorite... Uh, shall we say gray area uh, game selections here. Um, And what's fascinating about this is that uh, there was uh, some pretty significant flaws, I guess, with some of the emulation. And uh, Chris has actually done another video, a follow-up video with some newer firmware that I guess has, has fixed a lot of the um, a lot of the problems that the original uh, firmware had. So if you're at all interested in get picking up a new portable system, kind of a uh, GP32X for the modern era. Uh, That's very exact. Yeah. 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 Um, check these videos out. Uh, they've done very very well on the channel. Uh, it seems like a lot of people are interested in the old BitBoy. And of course, Chris, I'm not sure how he uh, if he's got some of those camera glasses or however he's doing this, but you can see the screen just fine. I mean, it's, yeah, you did a real good job. Yeah, really good. You, you know,
2: it's funny you mentioned the GP2S, which I, I, I used to have one of those. I still have it, actually. And it was that, thing, that little system was ahead of its time. Because it, that thing was, what, 10 years ago? Mm-hmm. Oh, and, maybe even more. And it, it ran on two AAs. Yeah. And it, was, it would go through I'll admit it. But um, it, it would play your Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Game Boy up to Game Boy Advance, most of those. It would play a lot of games. It uh, did some re- very remedial Amiga emulation, either. And so. Uh, I'm not surprised. These newer machines should play a lot more. one, yeah. would, one would think. I mean, have better battery life. Certainly, the screen is better. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's neat to see these things come out. Uh, so I think that's all I think that pretty much sums it up it uh, does not sum it up because you got a
0: huge package of cocoa stuff in the mail oh I think me and Brent talked about well, this well I, I want to talk right about, about it on Amigos because not everybody listens to ARG no we talked about it on Amigos
2: last week well I, didn't, I don't
0: listen to Amigos when I'm on the show <laughs> wow. you think I'm crazy
2: you just you just buried poor Brent no, deep no. beneath the no I, the I did
0: listen to the show but I don't remember what you said about this so talk about it again one more time I just want to hear you talk about it
2: I found a fellow on Facebook we made a very uh, fine deal that sent me a massive crate of Amiga, or excuse me, I did that last time, of Cocoa goodies. I used to have that game for the Atari, Kinder Comp. Man. Yeah. And, Can't wait to tear into that. Uh, and so I did a little unboxing. I guess this, this is a couple. Weeks I do back. remember you talking about yeah. this now
0: because he was from Greer, South Carolina.
2: I will say I've had time to, to uh, play with this quite a bit, and it's great. Having the multi cart, it's been a lot of fun. So, and now I've got to do something with my Coco 2, which I'm undecided. I'll figure out something.
0: Well, I think that's something's going to be the eBay. Impossible. Lie. Uh, so it's time, Aaron. <whistles> It's the sound of the gamble train. It's rolling in the station, Aaron's It's time for this week's Amiga News. Oh, God. This week's Amiga News. There's the, the action's coming hot and heavy. And the first thing that we need to talk about is Amiga-thon 2019. It's coming soon. Less than one month away. Oh, man. Yeah, it's hard to believe. Less than one month away, Amiga-thon is coming. That. This is a 12-hour Amiga marathon where Aaron, me, Brent, John Chad whoever shows whoever up whoever shows it be up anybody. there's going to be literally anybody it's going to be crazy time we'll be posing on the couches <laughs> seductively um, so Wearing wigs. It's going to be great. Um, we've already got a schedule up at uh, Amigathon.com. You can see uh, what games have already been added to the schedule. If you'd like to add a game to the schedule, hurry. The, the schedule is filling up quick. Uh, $25 donation lets you choose a game for the schedule in the genre that is available. Uh, we'd love to have a full schedule by the time we kick off Amigathon. I don't think that's going to be an issue so far. We have raised four hundred and sixty-six dollars mm. towards our goal of two thousand dollars, and that is not even including the Amigo Aaron weight loss wager, which shall be reviewed which, at noontime un- on un- Amiga Undetermined at this point, how much we're gonna be.
2: Something tells me I'm gonna be, uh, I'm gonna be writing a big fat check for some of that. But hey, that's the wager, baby. That's
0: the wager. But uh, this last month, it's crunch time. Oh yeah, yeah oh trying. yeah. I'm gonna be training both. Both gonna help me train up. Um, next up, we've got this is a not it's it's not an Amiga only event, but this is a uh, this is a an event that's going on over in Denmark. I think it's I think it's Denmark. Uh, this is uh, a retro computing sales slash expo. thing. Read, read the name, go back out, read it. Re- re- retro spiel.
2: Yeah, can you read that? Yeah, retro, <laughs> retro spiel high geek. Hold the
0: von of That's right. And don't you forget it. And so, um, but this was shared with one of our uh, new uh, newest Discord members. This was uh, Jan or Jan Holbro- Holbo. Uh, he shared this event. If you are in uh, Denmark and you want to be part of this, it looks like a combination kind of sales thing, slash, there's people who've got computers set up and stuff like that. They do mention the Amiga here. Uh, so, th- Definitely check this thing out. This is going to be on Sunday, June 23rd, which is just in two days away. Uh, uh, so by the time this airs. <laughs> well, there could be somebody watching us live. Yeah, you know? that's true. Uh, so, um, yeah, check that out. Uh, and thank you, Jan, for... Uh, I'd like to go to something like that big time. Oh, yeah. You know, it's oh, yeah. sell your retro. Now it's time to talk about 10 Mark, Aaron. You know we can't we can't go more than a couple weeks without mentioning the ten minute Amiga retro. This was a stroke of genius. Yeah, yeah. So I've watched this thing. This Both was me to watch this over and over. Yeah, this was very uh, they to very helpful me because you know I don't know crap about the Poor Amiga. Beau. This is like it's like he made this for you. I know, I know. So <laughs> this is our buddy, ten minute Amiga Retrocast friend of the show, handsome, Amiga handsome, supporter, a damn handsome man. Yes, he runs down everything you need to know about getting started with the workbench, mm-hmm. uh, and this is this this was super helpful to me, and I think probably super helpful to lots of people that basically just use the Amiga as a gaming machine. I forget. Which, yeah, if you want to do other stuff with it, uh, and or if you Want to get deeper into stuff like uh, you know working with files and stuff like that? This is a very very useful. So make sure you check this out over on the 10 Minute Amiga Retrocast page. Keep these coming, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Expand on. <laughs> uh, coming up next, we've got uh, this week's Amiga Rama podcast. I listened to this just the other day. You know, it's funny that this is. I wanted to mention this because I know this is a game that's near and dear to your heart. I was so happy LaFaria did this. one. I'll tell you why. But actually, I mean, this he, is a pit fighter. He by did
2: the way. it. He did it. Okay, and so you can do it, and you can kill it. All right, because I know you're not the biggest fan of, of the pit fighter, but <laughs> it's but, not my favorite. Okay, the Amiga version is, is is not that bad, mm-hmm. and it is. Listen, Le, Lefarious was the exact same way I was. You look at it, you're like, look at this thing. What the, what the hell is this? It's sort of fun. It's so, it's stupid, stupid fun that you have. Plus, my favorite bit where you're, it, well you could get on that, that, you know, at the end of every round, you get on the forklift, and that thing, the forklift lifts you up because there's a pile of money forming. Mm-hmm. And my favorite thing to do is when you screw up in a bonus round, it shows you on that forklift, and if you guys have got his head down. It just says loser over oh. the
0: top of it. <laughs> now, I know that you've you sort of, in your younger years, in your wilder years, you sort of circulated amongst. I'm still young and wild, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Well, you, maybe you still continue to circulate amongst the underworld. That's right. Have you ever actually heard of any real life kind of pit fighter uh, type, you know, underground fight clubs well, you know, where it's people funny. are Lef- fighting for money?
2: Well, Le- Lafarius mentions on here that pit fighting, this doesn't feature pits. No. Well, that's pit fighting is a thing. It's an actual thing
0: mm-hmm.
2: that was uh, a west. I mean, I'm sure I don't know where it dates back to, but I mean, I heard about people having pit fights back uh, in the, even before in the pre-UFC days. I mean, this was a it was like professional. If you know who Kimbo Slice was, he was a guy that fought for money in backyards and alleys. That's that's a that's something that's existed for a long time, and I think the pit fighting thing was more of a West Coast thing. Mm. But it's it exists. It's an actual thing. Uh, or did exist, I don't and it probably still does. but
0: you you never attended one of these, have you?
2: No, 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 because it, have I been in unsanctioned fights? Yes, but they weren't in like a pit or in a back alley. Where were they? Huntington Civic Center? It will, you know, it was out somewhere that I don't know the address. Mm. You know that's happened a couple of times. but I mean, these things do happen occasionally. so now, I mean, do you fight guys in hoods or dominatrixes? <laughs> Is the crowd of seven guys with him with shurikens? No, I've never been to that one. Tell me about this unsanctioned fight you went to. A, it was fights. It was a night of cards. It's it's a whole card. What this means is this is and and I've seen this at wrestling too. When you have an athletic commission or or a local government that does that frowns upon this sort of thing, mm-hmm. you have it in secret. I went to a King of the Death matches. I probably mentioned before when I was in when I was in Kentucky, we went and it was in sort of an old warehouse and it, had, it was hot as fire in here. This was not sanctioned by the Athletic Commission so they had these large garage doors and they had guards stationed at them and when there was no one around they would open the doors and let air in and the second they saw cops cop something coming they would close the doors. Oh my gosh. So I mean, these things do happen. That's right. 10
0: minute gets it. The First World Fight Club, We'll talk about Fight Club. Music. Okay, well we won't mention it again. Next up, we've got a new Amiga game. This is... Cocoa banana—it's finally been released. I know we've been. Waiting. I don't know if I can do a banana game with me. i pretty much broken as <laughs> hot banana. This better be good. So this actually, this Whoa. is this actually, yeah, Saberman is out of control Whoa. with his uh, with his uh, intros here. Uh, this comes to us from our friend Neil over at Indie Rent News. Cocoa banana has gotten its first public release. It's been in development for a long time. This is a really cool looking kind of a. Uh, platformer game with some nice parallax scrolling kind of reminds you of a chuck rock sort of game maybe a little bc kid like in there something
2: i don't know what but yeah it, that looks pretty good yeah
0: yeah maybe some adventure island this is right up your alley oh yeah i love i love i love a good 2d platform we need more
2: collectibles in this sucker and make sure it's got up for jump and boats in
0: <laughs> so yeah this is a new Cocoa banana check it out it is available for aga amigas everywhere very
2: colorful too eh? yeah yeah looks yeah good
0: i like that yeah um and this is a game that we talked about a couple weeks ago, but this is just it's been updated. This is Aminer. Aminer? Aminer. 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 Uh, this <laughs> We should have a whole podcast on how to pronounce it. He would love it. Uh, so this is a game that is a lot like one of my favorite arcade games, Mr. Driller. Did you ever play Mr. Driller? I have played Mr. Driller, yes. So, not, I will say it's not one of my favorite uh, games. I like it a lot. It's that, also, looks, that looks pretty slick. Yeah, very it? very good PlayStation Man, very port. Very fancy. And right? what they've added is some some power-ups and different things uh, to this game. So if you are a Mr. Driller fan, want to get your fix on the Amiga, and you would like to play as some sort of a digging a heavy piece of machinery. I'm not really sure how the physics of this world work, but uh check it out. Looks really cool. Looks really you know, cool. I wonder why Mr. Driller never got an Amiga port. Oh, it was released
2: after the Amiga well, I was, was, I was dead saying, and buried. Now, wait a minute. I thought Mr. Driller was older than you'd think.
0: No, What's I think Mr. Driller's from 96. Was he that was it that new? I think so. Gosh, I seems like it's been around forever. You yeah. might be right, man. Uh coming up next, this is Ooh. Vectorama 2019. That sounds cool. So this is a uh this is a place which was Boy, I should have probably <laughs> written this down. This was somewhere in Eastern Europe. No kidding. Um, and uh, and this was a, uh, Vectorama is a multi-platform uh, show, but the Amiga stand of this thing was excellent. Uh, they had a bunch of books, Ooh, a bunch of magazines, yeah. uh, and they had some Amigas set up. It uh, looks like they've got some uh, PowerPC Amigas running things. There's a there's a 500 and 1200 running some things. So uh, this is a video. Just if if you want to check it out over on our gather. That's gathered that with two Gs. Oh uh, my God. Amiga news. Yeah. What is that? That thing looks crazy. That's a wacky looking stick. Look at that power supply. It's, it looks like it's gotten a little heat over the years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, you know, I always like to scour the internet for anything, I- any kind of local meetups that feature the Amiga in some small way. You know, always a good time.
2: You, you do do some scouring. Yeah. I'll admit that. All right, Aaron. We'll All right, I got one more. Oh, item, if you don't hit have me.
0: It. Oh, it's Finland. Thank you, Picard. Definitely Finland.
2: If uh, and this is uh this is a meager related, but it's everyone related. If you could check out the the newest uh, retro man cave, uh, it doesn't. Have you seen this new one no, yet? No, no. He goes to the microcomputer uh, museum mm. in 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 the UK, of mm-hmm. course. And That's over
0: in Leicester, I the think. The
2: collection this gentleman has, and he talks. Oh, this to is guys. a private collection. Oh no, it's a it's a museum. You go oh. in there, and, and he's got guys that volunteer okay. and talk to him. But the guy that started this thing is a, quite a character. He's an older gentleman, and he's got the collection. This is a jaw dropping tour of of this guy's museum. I told told him I I chatted with him privately I said listen if I had been conducting this interview I would have came back later that night with a couple hired goons (laughs) and a crowbar and a pickup truck because I would have went there and just he has everything Mm. I mean he's got everything there computers I've never heard of crap I knew exactly what it was everything there so if you're over anywhere near this guy's museum
0: did he have a Nintendo entertainment he had
2: everything Mm. everything including all that stuff he had, um, he had Sam Coupe, among other things. Oh, yeah. Um, anyway, if you're anywhere in, near this guy, go to the museum. Go. Tell him the Amigos sent you via Retro Man Cave. <laughs> but if you don't live anywhere near there, I urge you to watch. I mean, all of his stuff's gold. This is double super gold. Mm. I strongly recommend it.
0: All right, well, that concludes this week's Amiga News. It's time to shift over to the first of this week's two public domain games, Aaron. This week, we're going to first take a look at The Adventures of Quick and Silva. What do you think of that name, Boat? Well, I think it's dumb. (laughs) Because in a game with two people, it's always good to put two characters in the game.
2: You know, I noticed that the uh, the logo for this game, their logo looks a lot like the Bitmap Brothers logo. Uh, as it appeared in uh, uh, several, there, Xenon 2 comes to mind. But the the actual people that did this were at New Bits on the Ram.
0: <laughs> that sounds like a very 90s sort of outfit.
2: Yeah, so well, this game is, a, the backstory of this game is amusing. Uh, uh, so, Adventures of Quick and Silva. Uh, this was a European-only release, I know you're stunned. And it came out uh, the 10th of May, 1991 mm. uh, on a disc. Uh, you could have two-player, really? play, two two-player hot seat. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I'm getting to this. Okay. And this was a this was a magazine release. Okay. Um, so the coder on this was Peter Theodoroff. Thier- I guess I think all these fellows are German. Uh, the graphics man was Frank Matzik, and the musician was Chris Hilsbeck. I think yeah. you may have heard of him. Oh man, he's, he's a shining a star. Fame. Yeah. Now. You're probably thinking to yourself, wow, these names sound familiar. Well, that's because they're all from that Factor 5. They're right. So Why are talk. they
0: doing a public domain game? Well,
2: here's the scoop. Uh, and I want to, by the way, FYI, since I'm pitching everything tonight, Larry Bundy, you ever watch his show? Uh, he does a bunch of crazy stuff. I don't even YouTube. know who that is. Well, he's a YouTube uh, sensation from mm. the UK. He did it. He actually did a show on this. Really? That I watched when it was out a long time ago. So that I'd actually heard of this game because of its weird hook. Uh, but he, he, I think, it's, he actually single-handedly got the wiki made on this thing, because he mentioned there was no wiki when he did show, and instantly there was one. So he deserves a praise for that, and he's got a good show, too. So anyway, new bits on the RAM basically is Factor 5. So as it's explained, uh, these guys were between gigs, and they're like, we need some cash. And so what they decided to do was do some little knockoff games under another label, to sell to magazines to put on these covers, okay. which was, this was an emerging thing at the time, sure. And uh, amazingly, they only did two of these things. Uh, they did this game, and they did another one called Metal Law. Metal Law. That's the only law now, I, I looked it. at. Metal Law. Metal Law is actually it looks probably better than this, but it's 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 sort of the same. It's not it's not great. It's okay. Um, this uh, also got converted to the ST by a fellow named Thomas Engel. So, and this was released on the
0: uh, uh, June 91 issue of Amiga Fun. See, that that's very interesting to me because, of course, one of the big things I'm sure we'll talk about in this game are all the cameos that these the well. people like. And, um, you know, 91, I think that Sonic the Hedgehog was still relatively new well, at that there's time. Well, there's so. a story behind okay. that. Okay, so we'll, I can't uh, wait to hear we'll it. We'll get to it. So... Um, as
2: I mentioned, this is guys from Factor Five, so you know you've got some quality programmers in there, right, um, and <laughs> which, the, this game is a platform game uh, where you uh, play a character that hits up for jump and shoots, basically. He can get power-ups to shoot better. This is not a game where the wheel was reinvented, was it wasn't mode no. I mean, it's, it's pretty much, it feels okay, uh, the, the sprites are big and beefy, the characters are pretty large, uh, you've got eight levels, four of which are above ground and four of which are sort of in like a below ground area, and they alternate. Yeah. So there's not like, and they're pretty much the same tile set with just different maps. So it's not like you're going to see anything unique as you go through. I went through, I tried a, a level cheat and just skipped from level to level. You can tell the guys from Turrican had worked on this just when the game starts, because the way the game starts is this sort of. Uh, it's, it's like a turrican, a, a, exactly the same way. Yeah, it's starts. kind of a
0: bricklaying yeah, pattern. Uh, yeah, it's that, a, yeah, it's it's cool. You almost expect to hear that uh, rip-off of, of Van Halen's "Jump" playing uh, as soon as you start because I'm just so used to that with her. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: so, why are we talking about this game? Well, this game has a claim to fame. And uh, again, if you go watch Guru Larry's, but he goes in this as well. This game. Uh, has copyright characters in it as bad guys, basically. I, I got a list here. I mean, so you've got Bub from Bubble Bobble, right? You recognize him? He's irritating as hell too, because he's so short. All your shots go over, you get right. the Right, unless you've guy. got the spread, uh, or you just get, or he's up over you, you mm-hmm. can get him. Uh, you've got Pogo from Tower Top, or that little
0: freak that you play in that yeah, game. Yeah, see, I wasn't as familiar with uh, Tower Toppler. I you never, never You played? It's been. I, I, I played a little bit on the 7800, but not too that's, much. Where I played it, yeah. that's funny. Uh,
2: then you've got, and this threw me off. If you ever played Contra, when you when you uh, uh, when you shoot stuff, a little like a little almost like like a metal floats by. That you can mm-hmm. grab and get a power up. Mm-hmm. It's in this game, but it hurts you. <laughs> so the first couple times I saw it, I'm like, oh boy, and then I got hurt. And this game, one shot kill. Yeah. So it's super deadly. Uh, the ship from our type, it makes an appearance. Uh, there's a fish boss from Turrican in it. And then there's a, a robot version of the Guyana sister that shows up, and then last but not least, there's the basically the head of Mario hooked to a spring mm-hmm. that bounces around. Oh, well, you forgot about Sonic. I'm getting a Sonic well, because there's a story behind the Sonic thing. So this game was made in like three weeks, okay, which is pretty impressive. It is. I mean, I don't think it's that great a game, but to be made in three weeks, pretty good. There, yes. so so. Uh, this was made '91, and it was released. This game was released right before Sonic the Hedgehog was released. I mean, so Sonic actually appears in this game before he appears in his own game. So how is that possible? Well, s- this is speculation, uh, but there was a lot of previews out for Sonic, and since they were putting a lot of other guys in game,
0: mm-hmm. the speculation is that they
2: put him in there after seeing the previews and because. He was that the game was pushed to the nine. Good
0: choice, you know. Yeah, I mean they they so, they knew it would be a hit. So.
2: This actually was Sonic's debut in a lot of places. That is, that is very funny. In that wacky now, and what a debut! He's a awkward looking idiot that staggers around as you shoot and <laughs> appears over and over. He does look pretty dopey he's, he's in the sort of, game. He's sort of he sort of. Long and weird looking, yeah. This. They should I guess have used, they hadn't
0: seen him move. <laughs> they should have used this model, uh, for the new Sonic movie that's that's coming oh, soon. Oh man, <laughs> did you see the previews for that? Oh, yeah, holy smokes!
2: So, <clears throat> the uh, the game isn't long, like I mentioned, and there, you know, I, there's not a whole lot for me to comment on. Now, I played, I pretty much went through most of the levels, I didn't beat them all, but I beat some of them. What did you think
0: of this thing, Boat? You, this is, uh, you're a platform boy. Yeah, so here's the way I think about it. You know, we've talked a lot about the Mendoza line. Yes, we have. Okay. So We're bringing I, that to video games yeah. right now. <laughs> so I really feel like Super Frog is the Mendoza line for Amiga platformers. It's, it's, it does a lot of things right and it does a lot of things wrong. Uh, this game I would put above the Mendoza line. Really? Yeah, because your character... He, okay, the most important thing about a platformer is that how does your character control? He controls very well. Um, you have variable height jump, which Super Frog does not have. Um, you can—I never felt like I didn't—you didn't have any of that weird kind of walking on ice feeling like you have with a lot of Amiga platformers. Um, where this game falls short is the the level design. You can tell that you know this game was made in three weeks, so they didn't have a whole lot of time. There are so many times where you're jumping. And uh, there's there will be an enemy that collides with you if you just jump normally that, that you can't see. You have to jump halfway, retreat to your platform, wait for the enemy to spawn, and then go on. So many times when I played this game, you, you ran into that. There are just some kind of dumb choices that if they would have been taken this time, if this was a full retail release, I'm sure they would have fixed. Really, I consider this game to be one of the great lost opportunities of the Amiga because this was... I, I was actually shocked to hear you say this even though I put the data in from the with 91. I never pay attention on doing it. Um, this is... I figured this was a much later release because this could have been one of the great platformers for the system if they would have put more time into it and released it. I mean, this is still... Right in the wheelhouse when the Amiga was hot and heavy, um, th- this could have been a big hit. Um, it, it, it's it's kind of sad because there aren't too many, I mean there are your useless collectibles, but I mean what can you do, it's the Amiga. Um, the, the cameos from the other video games are really clever, like I thought that it was pretty funny to see Mario hopping on the spring and stuff like that. The levels are not too long, like I beat a couple levels. Um, of course, I did turn on infinite lives. The one-hit kill thing is, is is a big sticking point. You know what they should have done is given you the old three hearts, giving you the old three hearts. If they would have done that, done some slight tweaking on the level redesign, added a couple bosses, they would have had probably one of the greatest platformers on the beat. Because these guys, they did Turrican They know what they're doing. You know uh, this could have been a great character platformer, but instead it ended up on the front of a magazine.
2: You're way off on this one, Boat. I'm going I'm going I'm going to totally disagree with you on this. Okay. What the hell is this? Quick and Silva? What does that even mean? Well, you you can't depend on people for Okay, it. but I'm asking, you, where are these two guys? Is that a two-player mode that you play but you don't play at the same time? There's one weird-looking character on this mm-hmm. who shoots, looks goofy, and sort of a uh, graphically this is no great shakes. This is no great shakes at all. I think that this is great shakes. No, it's not. You've got look at these Look at these obstacles here. We're looking at the screen now. What's so great about it? the water's immobile, the clouds don't do anything, everything's static. Look you're you're describing
0: every single Amiga platformer. That's not true.
2: In fact, by the way, every week you tell me we've got another great one on our hands and then every week you're like, oh, these are all crap. Not true. I didn't like it. I think the cameos of the other characters is a gimmick. It's a good gimmick for you can do it one time. The, the way you jump in this, you often are jumping off screen, off the top of the screen. You can't see what's going on. I'm, I will admit that is that, that, that is true. The controls are fine. The controls are fine. But the the obstacles, the level design, this game is is I'm going to say in terms of the actual control and the actual game itself, I will give you that it's slightly above average because it controls well uh and you can generally see what's going on all right? But it looks goofy and I mean three weeks enough said. The spikes, I could I could go a lifetime without seeing spikes in a game. This is another one. They're all over the place. The character, just another... Like, are you going to get behind this guy? I mean, he just looks like a... What is that? I don't even know what he is. The, uh, uh, the sound is good. I thought the sound was okay. But I didn't think this game was any great
0: shakes at all. Uh, the Here's a- the thing. Here's the thing. This was 91. Okay, this is not 1995. The Amiga still had a chance to really... You know, this was before... You know, the the Super Nintendo had just launched in America in '91. Uh Okay, Sonic had not launched in—I mean, like you just said, Sonic had not even come out. This was a chance for the Amiga to have to beat Nintendo and Sega to the punch for a killer app mascot platformer, which was the wave of the future in the early 90s. If you had a great mascot platformer, you were selling units. This could have been the thing that Amiga could instead of the Batman pack, you could have had the quick and silver pack. See, it would have sold a million. Now you're being silly. No! Because let's face it. I'm facts, 100% serious. Right, here's, here's the litmus test. How would this have done on the Super
2: Nintendo or Genesis?
0: Well, if it, be honest. If it would have come out in 91, it would have done pretty well if they would put more than three weeks in it. No, that's not the question. This is the finished product. How would it have done? It would have gotten murdered.
2: Listen, we've covered so many games that were be- like r- rough, and- rough and tumble was
0: way better. And That's is- much later. I'm just, I don't this care. This is '91. you've got to you got to look at these games at the time that they were released. I, I, you got to look at them through the eyes of the past. This is what Brent tells you every week no, on ARG. You refuse no. to listen to this him. is
2: a this is a this is a game that got put together in three weeks and at, at, at minimal effort to, because they were trying to get it out to get get some cash to survive. Is, and for a game I will say could I do a and through because so it was just good absolutely not but I'm not going to heap a bunch of praise on it because I don't think it's that good
0: I do I think it's okay I think it's got potential it's got more potential than many finished games on but the platform but it's finished but it what I mean <laughs> if they would have put a full development cycle behind this you're thing you're telling me you could make that guy the mascot of the Amiga that guy hey he's better than Kid Vicious or no, whatever that guy's name no, was Kid no, Chaos I don't agree this the goofiest guy in the universe this guy's on the same level as Kid no, Chaos he's, he's not. a geek no good
2: Fail. This is I I, I expect a, a better stuff. I, I didn't like. Well, it. we're going to disagree on yeah, this Yeah, I guess so. So let's see what the reviews thought uh, on this. Now, um, there was only one review, not counting the lemon. <laughs> well, what do you want? It's a, it's yeah, a it's game. covered this game. Um, lemon gave this game a six point
0: two seven. Oh wow, that's that's that, that that's might be the lowest. High. That might be that's, the lowest that's, thing that's, we've that's ever heard. That's at least from a lemon. point
2: and a half too high. Wow. Oh no. I take that back. It's at least a point too high. I said I think it's slightly above average, but and that's being generous. Amiga Power, on the other hand, they love this game. They give it five out of five. Didn't this didn't this appear on the cover of Amiga Power? Know, well, not originally, but who I think knows? it did. So, I, but I I'm, I didn't like it. I just it it's ugly. It's goofy. I don't like the way. Uh, something else that happens is. The foreground. Sometimes you're in front of it. Sometimes you're behind it. Sometimes you can jump. I couldn't tell where to jump half the time. It really? was we- yeah, it was weird. Wow. I, I I I just didn't like the way it was set up. You know, and I, and they stole a lot of stuff from other games. That you know, it's I didn't do it for me. So.
0: We did get some uh, Discord reviews about this game. Graham Vebke says, This platform shooter strikes me as a game that pays homage to, or infringes the copyright of, mm-hmm. many other games due to the characters and level designs. The Epidia B is here, Pogo from Nebulous, Bob from Bubble Bobble, and Inspirations from Sonic, Super Mario, and Turrican. There you go. It is a fun game with Chris Hueslbeck. Synth pop game music. We didn't talk about how awesome the music was. I did. I, I was the sound was great. I was rocking I like out to this. I, yeah,
2: listen, no one's gonna bad about sound. I'll give
0: you that one. It controls well with those floaty jumps, but it plays hard, so try to play it using auto fire. Six out of ten. And uh, Pixels at Dawn says, I'm sure there's a fun platformer in here somewhere, but suspending you above certain depth and asking you to jump immediately is asking for trouble. I couldn't even get to the end of the first level. Yeah. The music is difficult. first class, however, but I expect nothing less from Chris Huselbeck. The cameos also amused me, but just too darn hard. Four out of ten. Mm-hmm. So
2: hey, yeah. So me. The Graham, Discord
0: agrees with you. Yeah. Hey,
2: sorry, we call them like we seize them on that one any, any final thoughts on that one Buster?
0: uh let's move on let's move on
2: now let's get to the game here now we've it's funny me and boat both have talked about this game a lot and we thought we'd covered it because we've played it on a megathon, we've played it boats played it a couple times and i mm-hmm. think we played it together once, yeah i six. think so and this game is the alien fish finger now me and Brent have an ongoing discussion about the stupidest games stupidest names in gaming this has to be up there in contention. Yes, and but there is sort of a semi-explanation for it, which I'll get to in a moment. So, uh, Alien Fishfinger out in '95,
0: and this was a one-man show. Boatster, David J. Crookshank. Crookshanks. I think that's one of the pets' names on Harry Potter.
2: He put this together under the guise of the Skull Army. I love the Skull Is that Army. the Captain America bad guys? Skull, no. Oh. Skull, you're thinking of, uh, no. No, you don't know what you're thinking of. So Skull Army uh, developed a few other games, uh, Hydro Zone, Speed Racer FX, and Wired Chaos. That sounds like what I go through every time I <laughs> change my consoles around. Um, and of course, uh, Cruikshanks did all of these. This, 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 he's a one-man show. Uh, this game's ECS OCS. Now, the, although you do benefit if you have a 1200, you get some additional benefit, which I'll get to. Um, and this game was coded with Blitz Basic 2 1.7, and all the graphics were done with Deluxe Paint 4. So it's a really homegrown operation. That's right. I mean, he's a he's a he's a one man show in this. So I actually looked up the docs for this to get some basis as to what the hell is going to ever Read these docs. I'm just I'm going a bit brief summary of these things. Uh, so basically. Alien bombers screwed up Earth, and so now one man stands left, Lieutenant Frank Finger. (laughs) That's his name. (laughs) One of the few fighters to survive. He and all the others are sickened of the sight of aliens near, uh, near winning the war. They prepare to launch one final attack, the final chance of survival... They don't succeed. The Earth is doomed. Lieutenant Finger gathers his men. He stands tall and pauses to look at all his comrades, one by one, saying, "They killed our families. They've destroyed our world, and they destroyed our home. Now we do the same to theirs." <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> That's what I like. Was it wasn't like, "Let's do justice." We're going to no. screw them because they screwed us. <laughs> so you are Lieutenant Frank Finger.
0: So okay, there you go. so I know where the finger comes from. That's but what right. about the fish? And,
2: uh, Hold on, Are okay. You, and the, well, listen, I don't have an answer for you on this. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I don't want to keep you suspense. So, what is alien? <laughs> Both tell the people what is Alien Fish Finger because the name does not do the game justice in a lot yeah. of ways. So this is a
0: side-scrolling. Plat- uh, it's a it's a single screen. Okay, yeah. s- single screen platform shooter. Um, Flip screens? Is that what it's called? Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, you know, you, you might you might scoff at this, but this game is very similar to Bruce Lee, in that there are multiple platforms that you have to traverse in each one of these single screens to get to the next screen, um, and That's you're not basically. The game I <laughs> okay Bruce Lee yeah this because you you've got you've got a smallish kind of sprite that you're controlling yeah. you're traversing this massive alien world that Scrolls both vertically and horizontally um, yeah. and along the way you're you're dispatching thousands of flunkies oh, yeah. uh, collecting things and uh, in general trying to collect I guess there's 20 maybe you'll fill this in on the story part there's 20 uh, items that you have to collect before you can go back to the ship and and win on the first level yeah on the first level
2: second level's got different mission
0: so um that's basically the game uh you have upgradable you've got a gun and when you destroy enemies they drop their gun and when you pick up their gun you upgrade your gun with more power um you collect other little flashing things that uh Purpose is somewhat unclear to me. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you, Aaron. I love this game, but I also had a lot of problems with this game. But I don't want to talk about it yet. I want you to finish your uh, your kind of overview.
2: This is my kind of game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, why is that? Okay. It's simple, it's attractive, and it's nonstop action. Mm-hmm. All right. This reminds me of a very pro. I mean, it's funny listening to your. At first, you're right. I did scoff at your association with Bruce Lee, but it does have a lot in common with Bruce Lee. It, aside from the actual action, which is the shooting and whatnot, because mm-hmm. uh, in Bruce Lee there's really not that much combat. You no. don't want there to be. This is nonstop. Uh, you've got Lieutenant Finger as you roll through these levels. And what I like about these levels is they're these are cunningly designed levels. You have to go, the way he's got things structured is you can see the whole map, but you can't get to the whole map until you go in certain areas. Plus there are secret areas you can go into if you shoot through walls and whatnot. You're, uh, on the first level, they've got you gathering this substance to complete the level. Um, but you're always hounded by bad guys. The bad guys are cool. They're, they're actually kind of smart. They will they can drop their guns. They can go pick, back, pick them back up or you can grab them, which is cool. It's funny, I didn't notice grabbing the guns actually. I didn't really pay attention to see if it actually made my gun better or not. Oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, you run through these levels. This is a beautifully drawn game. Uh, I like the levels. They're dark. They're they're kind of cool looking. It looks like I mean, it, if you think of like a, a landscape that's just partially lit up, it looks cool. The bad guys are cool. The aliens, the, at least the first couple levels, these big, fat, almost look like like green snowmen with, that are like with one big eye and antenna mm-hmm. that they sort of hop around. And when you kill them, you cut them in half. When you shoot guys, they're bloody; they
0: have blood all over, and they fall down. Much like Lemmings, this this game does a lot with small sprites and really detailed animation. That's the truth, buddy. Mm-hmm. you got that's exactly a good point, Boaster.
2: Um So you've also got um, you've also got grenades, which is cool. Something else this has got, and I know you love this, is you could pick up letters for the guys to spell extra. To get <laughs> that's extra true. In. That's, the the
0: universal tradition.
2: That's that's something me and Boat are just love, love, mm-hmm. love. We love that. It, that's something you didn't have to do it. You did it because it's you're cool. Oh yeah, that's why I did it. Uh, so um, another thing I like about the game is that uh, it's it's not super hard at first, but it is challenging, and it takes you a while to get into how to combat combat these other guys because they're not idiots. A lot of times they'll be very clever, and uh, and and they'll they won't come upstairs. And sometimes they will, but sometimes they'll wait. The aliens can be real clever now. Uh, sometimes this is a a bad part of the game, which we'll talk about the the bad parts in a minute. But the game makes a lot of sense. The levels you're seeing the whole level. I, I've played the, through the first level probably a dozen times this week, and there's a route you would take all the way around the level, and, you, and then you always go back around one more time to get these last couple things. It all makes sense and it works. The second level we have to go down and destroy this uh, destroy this thing. I have never beaten the second level. I will admit that it's it's a that part's tough. And it just, you just you know, you're gonna get hit a few times by stray bullets. Something else the second level introduces are like gun turrets that are hanging from the ceiling, and makes a lot. There's areas that make that a lot tougher, you know. And as far as I could tell, I couldn't find any sort of cheats. Did you find any cheats or no, life codes or no. anything on
0: this? I couldn't find anything. I was disappointed because this seems like this would be a great game uh, to have, you know, level skip or something like that.
2: Now you get extra man in this, and once you uh, you can get extra man. There are secret areas where you can get extra man, or you can get extra spell that and get extra man. Uh, so it's, you know, once you get shot, your other guy just sort of floats down in the same spot you were in, mm-hmm. and you just take over. Something I didn't know until I read. Uh, I, I found uh, I found this fellow uh, uh, Crookshanks actually posting on the Amiga uh, forums about his game, and so I got a lot of information straight from the you know uh, the Crookshanks the, the mouth. The Crookshanks mouth. Uh, if you have an Amiga 1200, and if you, you want to. You could hit, if you're on the tile screen, if you hit T, it goes into turbo mode. That makes it faster, mm. if you wanna make it more interesting. Um, he actually starts to go into why he called it Alien Fish Fingers, but he won't tell you anything. He's, he says the guy's name is Frank Finger, and that's where he got that, but he would and apparently you meet someone in the game that fills in the fish part, but I don't know who that is. Mm. Um, so I thought that was cool. Um, he worked on this thing, um, if, a lot of what he talks about is how he made the game, uh, and he talks about how, like, how all the colors and stuff are done. Like I said, he did this on D-Paint 4. Uh, he worked on the... He did, like I said, all this work himself. He took him 14 months to make it. Can you imagine
0: just doing a labor of love like that, 14 months of your life?
2: You could tell, like, this is the kind of game that had to be like that. Yeah. Because no one else would make it, galaxy unless it was something they really were into you know, which I think is nice. Now, one thing I want to mention on here, uh, and this post is old, but I checked and this thing is still up, and we'll, we'll put a little link up on our news But uh, If you go to justgiving.com slash alienfishfinger, all one word, uh, he's taking donations, if you like his game, he's taking donations for cancer research. I mean, he's not taking it. it's just sort of like what we do. Yeah, you it's a Just donate. Giving page. So if you're into Alien Fish Finger and you want to, shoot out, and like I said, this page is still up and running active, Shoot the guy a couple bucks for cancer research. That's nice. In lieu of paying him for Alien Fishbanger, you can give him a couple bucks. Now,
0: you said you had some issues with this game, but what did you have? This game is beautiful. It is. It's one of my favorite looking games on the Amiga. It's got a great look. Yeah. Yeah. However, it's very dark. It is. It's drawn very darkly. And my biggest issues from this game came from not knowing where to go and not being able to identify the secret areas that you were supposed to blast through to get to other areas. Um, I feel like that stuff, you know, the you shouldn't, secret areas are great. I love secret areas in games. I love them in Super Frog. I love them in a lot of games. But they shouldn't be, the secret areas shouldn't be the areas that you have to go to to proceed. How far um, did you get in this? I couldn't be the
2: first level. They're not. You can get through the first level with no secret areas. No, I couldn't. Yes, you can't. You, there's a, but you have to take the proper route. One thing about this game that will cause you trouble. Clearly, had you had trouble with it is there are stairs in certain places, and when you go to them, you have to go up them. You can't. I buy went around
0: them. and around and around trying to get, yep. trying to figure out what to do. One
2: thing you need to remember is like you can't die from falling through in a pit on this game. Mm-hmm. So some places where there's
0: an opening. That looks like you would fall into a pit. Just go in the opening, and there's more stuff down. And here's there. the thing: the, the game is so dark that sometimes you can't tell what the floor is and what a pit is. I mean, it, it's just—I I really, I love—it's—it it kills me because I don't want the art style of the game to change, but I want to be able to figure out where to go more easily. I guess. I will say I struggled as well the first couple times I played this.
2: You, it's one of those games where you have to wander around and just go everywhere you could possibly go. There's to get to finish the level. You don't have to go do anything. There's except you have to shoot. You can shoot through like there are areas that have destructible pipes and stuff that you can go through, but they're pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. But it's just you have to get yourself in the mindset of how this type of game works, and you see these every once in a while. But it's one of those games where uh, you can see stuff that you can't get to, and you're gonna have to go all the way around and go down and come back under to get what you want. And I will say the first level you have to get every bit of that of the item they need you can, and you have to go to this every secret area. Or not secret, but every area there is. Mm-hmm. And so you see the whole map, let's just put it that way. But I mean, if you've I, I you had liked, that much trouble it's probably if other people have had the same problem.
0: What I would have liked is a um, Symphony of the Night style map that you could either was either displayed on screen or you could have pushed the space bar or something like that and just been able to see it in a, gr- a grid. Uh, remember we talked about yes. well, remember when we reviewed Power Glove a couple weeks ago yes. and they had that map course that's a new game but that that would have helped immensely because at least I would have known hey there are some areas here that I haven't explored yet
2: yeah a map would have been fine again I, I, that's maybe something to ask I don't know how much of a programming trick it is to do something like that uh, but uh, the, and it, and the map is dark this game sort of reminds me you know, in a, in, a, in a, like a zoomed out version it, the gameplay not the same but it's almost like a flashback or something is that you know you're on an alien landscape you're shooting stuff it's it's obviously way quicker but mm-hmm. it's, it is there's something to be said for a game where you just run around and kill guys. Oh, yeah. I had a,
0: I can tell you I had a heck of a lot more fun with this game than I did Flashback.
2: Oh, well, Flashback's a difficult game. This yeah. one's... Out, the entry point's a lot lower
0: mm-hmm. on this I'm one. all about the low entry point. But
2: it's... It, I really... We, uh, so we've talked this game once or twice before on other shows and not went into it fully. This is one of my favorite like hidden treasures and we mm. it's certainly probably my favorite. And this PD is this game. is
0: there is a lot of mayhem in this game, yeah. but it's not mindless mayhem like Walker. You know, this game is you're, you're you're on a quest. You're not just moving from left to right. I mean Walker. How'd that come into this? It's got nothing new with Walker. It's mindless mayhem in the same way you're blasting the, the body count in this game is just like maybe I don't know if there's any body count that's as high as in Walker. But uh
2: Walker's awesome. Don't badmouth. Huh? there's no reason to go down that road. I think it's a great game. But this game's fun too and the one thing about this game is uh, it was a, it basically, a, effectively, a free game that one guy did. And, and there's Now, how was this...
0: Do you remember this game? how this game was originally distributed? The, uh, was there any was info on that shareware? As I recall. Now, how did you get shareware back in the day? Because this is a little bit before my time. Well, how did I get it? Yeah. I mean, it's the same way I got it on the PC.
2: Sometimes I would buy discs of it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I would download it off BBS's. Sometimes... Uh, you can it would come on discs that came with magazines. Uh, sometimes you would like disc of the month club stuff. So there were ways to get it. I mean the Amiga had a uh, uh, what was it, the Fred Fish collection, which was a, a big massive like public domain collection and that was real popular. So the Amiga actually had a pretty good they had a pretty good resource for public domain. Uh that I mean, was an established resource mm-hmm. too. So I don't think it would be that tough to get games like this and I'm sure again this game uh, in 95 I had I was already out of the Amiga at that point yeah. when this came out so but by then it shouldn't have been any great shakes to get a game like this and I'm sure this is pretty popular uh, in that scene and people still talk about this game uh, um, Crookshanks goes on to say that he's always surprised that people remember it and stuff well, it was a great
0: game it I'm is. glad that people still remember it
2: um, this did get a couple reviews believe it or not um, uh, Lemon gave this a
0: 7.72 that seems very low
2: what would you give this on a scale of one to ten? I'd give this
0: a solid eight point five. A, we're not a
2: review show, but if you did, eight point five. Mm-hmm. And uh, Amiga Power gave it a three out of five. And here's one i never heard of. This was a web-based Amiga Point of View hmm. gave this a four out of five. So pretty good scores. Uh, hey, something else I should mention. He's been he updated this for years after it came out. I don't know what version we've got, but I know they added like all kinds of additional stuff and fixes and stuff. Because I mean. If you look at the uh, the Amiga users group, the forum on the page, he, he starts the discussion in 2011, and I, I think the last post I saw was like 2016, and he'd been updating this the whole time. Oh my so gosh. he's still supporting wow. this game in a weird way. So. I dug it. I dug it both. We
0: did have a couple uh, Discord reviews on this one. Uh, Graham says, uh, Graham Vebke, he says, I would describe this game as something similar to Benefactor. That's true. Or Lemmings. A lot easier. Uh, Yeah, art-wise, but with guns and explosions. You need to explore the areas and collect at least 20 triatoms to complete the first level. The mechanics are fun, animations are smooth, and sound effects are loud. There isn't any music, sadly, but it's still worth your time. 7 out of 10. And uh, Pixels at Dawn says, One of the better looking PD games. Good fun to run around the landscape blasting bad dudes in Dragon Ninja. Very well put together, although lacking in music of any type. The inertia can catch you out sometimes, too, if you're not careful. But still a good time all around. 7 out of 10. You know, one, one thing I did forget that there's, there's a problem with the game is
2: that on some levels you can come up and just have guys waiting right as you come in. Oh, yeah. That's a problem, mm-hmm. and that, that does happen, especially where they, they chase you down and you leave. Mm-hmm. The second you come in, they're right there, and you can't avoid it's, them. It's so realistic, though. It is. I mean, the, the, fighting the guys in this is a lot of fun, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at a, a video here. I've never even seen this level, so I would love to get further into the game, so uh, hopefully Crookshanks is sitting around somewhere and put a cheat in there for his brother for the for worst, the the worst, bad players here. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. We did get some new iTunes reviews this week, Aaron. Ooh. Some guy named Barkbit. You ever hear of him? No. Never, they huh? ring a bell. One of our Discord luminaries, Barkbit, from Sweden, the beautiful country of Sweden, he oh, says, man. If you're into Commodore or Amiga computers in particular, look no further. The Amigos is a nice blend of nostalgia and modern perspective on old systems. The hosts are lighthearted and fun to listen to, and they are surrounded by a great community. Mm. Uh, and we also got a uh, review from a guy named Desperil Serpent Rider. Ooh, if you're riding the serpent, a serpent then you know you're in business. That
2: sounds kind of gross. When well, you
0: touched the serpent, all the time, man. Gro- <laughs> Were you going down to Fraser's Bottom? Just, just <laughs> and then <laughs> copperheads aplenty. You're doing some snake handling down there. <laughs> 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 that's one thing we didn't mention in our discussion on West Virginia Day which is our grand tradition of snake handling preachers man uh, Finland is where the serpent rider comes from I like it and he says for fans of the Amiga computers and off key singing this podcast off- always delivers the two hosts deliver witty banter funny quips and often ta- tackle interesting games from the past that deserve to be acknowledged even 25 or 30 years after their release while retro-themed podcasts seem to be popping up everywhere these days, mm-hmm. these guys stand up from the crowd. Stand up from the Thank crowd. Thank you, Mr. Serpent Rider. Yeah, man. We appreciate it. Cool name, it. too. Yeah. If
2: you're from Finland, you got to have a cool name like that.
0: That's true. That's awesome. All the best names come from Finland. They do. All those Nor- All those
2: Nordic countries have the cool stuff going on.
0: All right. So two weeks ago, last week, surprisingly, we did not get any entries from Brent's um, Melody. Do you know what that, it was? No. I don't either. You I have no me. idea what that thing was. Um, so we will go back two weeks ago when the uh, Patreon song challenge was Candle in the Wind by <laughs> Elton John. Is that what that was? It was. That's appalling. I want to thank uh, Gary Heather and Pixels at Dawn for uh, submitting correct answers for that. That was Candle in the Wind? It was Candle in the Wind. It oh, was the Marilyn Monroe version. Oh, I don't do the man. Princess
2: Die thing. Listen, Princess Die I would not be happy with what you did to that song.
0: Well. And Elton, Sir Elton would not be pleased either.
2: <laughs> I wouldn't have guessed that a million years.
0: Well, it's time for another one. If you oh. know the answer to this week's supporter song, and if you like the show and you want to support us, go to everything.com. Let's try that again. Everythingamiga.com slash support. I like it. Just go to everything.com <laughs> and just send the money out <laughs> randomly. Just, just, every- just throw it at the screen. Scream representative into your phone. <laughs> All right. So what does
1: that mean?
0: <laughs> here we go. If you know this, if you know the answer. John at AmigosPodcast.com
1: Get your hearing check. Gary Heather Freelance Kate Fox David Pickford Cameron Armstrong Andy Jones Lobster Merninator Craig McClellan, Megan, Emmy Amiga Retro Cast for Counting Virtual Sheep Bernard Quinn Retro Man Cave Tim Drew Simon Rose Joseph Harrison Collette Rob O'Hara Howard Nibs Matthew Moore, Andy Craig Sean, and Lomax, Colin, 419, Barclay, Bowen Burks, Andrew, Bunks, Joe, the Zombie, John Cook, Dan Ross, Leaf, Galant, Alan, Kebab, chick o John Marshall, Matthew Perron, Ricky DeRosha, Crippy, Dead, Morphigy, C-T-Z, The Slow, Nora, Stefan, Sword, God, Eden, Hell, and Seven, Blindo, 75, Christopher Hassel, Ravi, Abbott, Chrisville, Dreamcatcher, Lauren Giroux, Graham Vebke, Lane Denson. Adam Battersby O'Brien's retro and vintage Gary Hucker C. Bryan Jones Paul Harrington Duncan Styles, tapes from the crypt Josh Nan Adam Bradley Jonas Rulo THG Eric Nelson Kim Tommy Humbert's dad Daniel Brutal Barrett Gouda De, Ren Coles Jason Warren's Pixels of Dawn Kjell Bjorn Barman.
2: You almost got through the
0: whole thing there. I did. I did. I see that I was doing the 9-inch single mix on that. Say no more. Next week, Aaron, we're going to take a look at one of the most famous puzzle platformers on the Amiga of all time. Puzzle platformers? I know you love puzzle platformers. This is one I think we played both years at Amigathon. Okay. And we'll be with Amiga Bill in New York. He'll help pick up a slack. Oh, good point. This is Bubba and Sticks. Okay. I always told you the Amiga needs more of these games with two guys in the title they're your favorite they're my favorite as it's, long as two guys show up that's my thing this is one guy that's true one
2: weird looking guy It'll,
0: yeah I, I will say this about Bubba and Sticks both Bubba and Sticks are in attendance Sticks do game. appear correct yeah. I want to thank uh, all the fine folks in the chat with us this week we got Pixels at Dawn Jason Plevin and Amiga Retrocast Amiga Bong um, Paul Bossman Harrington Necronom Pixel Vixen Erlandel Socks Figgy CTZ is here Steve Rasmussen Pack Billy um man lots more let's just say cause they, I'm scrolling up Zillions and a, thing, cast yeah. a, it's, thousand. It's a cast of thousands a cast of thousands and Edvin Helland you can't you know what Edvin's doing and right me. now Edvin is kicking back in his man cave He's got the he's got the brew going. Remember that fridge in that video he made? Absolutely. He's pouring himself a cold one. He's kicking back. That's how they do it. Friday night with the amigos. Guys the, the, the man cave
2: is awesome.
0: It is. Yeah. It is. I hope one day to 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 uh, to grace the man cave with my presence.
2: I like the idea that a, a dude is somewhere in the world, he's got his brew, he's probably a little lit. Mm-hmm. He's kicking back and he's listening to me and you.
0: Yeah. Kind of weird. It is kinda weird. Yeah. It sounds like me right now, except I'm listening to myself.
2: Yeah, that's even weirder.
0: So, we record the show live every Friday at 5.30, except for next week, which we're going to be recording on Saturday. Um, But you can always follow us. Make sure you click that little bell on our YouTube channel, Amigos Retro Gaming, and you can be notified. Yeah, never fails. Are
2: we recording live next Saturday? Recording live.
0: We never don't, unless we don't. So, uh, make sure you stay tuned next Saturday with Amiga Bill.